We joined on the line now uh, by analyst at 24-7 Investment Managers, Nadir Token. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Now, those uh, European retail sales numbers that came out yesterday, talk to us about that. Yes, yeah, Sakina, I mean, it was a disappointing number. So we saw European sales uh, contracting by 0.1% year on year. So, uh, you know, the re- perhaps uh, the European economy, the, 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 the concern is that uh, the, the, the gain in momentum is starting to lose a little bit of traction and that the economy is slowing down a little bit after some great numbers we saw um, coming into the beginning of the year with the manufacturing sector expanding, uh, with Mario Draghi's quantitative easing program seeming to um, you know, work in the real economy with unemployment coming down, um, you know, and finally breaking through the 12% level. Um, you know, but the, the, some data that came out yesterday, including PMI data, um, you know, both in the UK and across Europe with PMI numbers, um, although above 50 and uh, indicating expansion, slowing down from their previous numbers over the last couple of months. So, uh, you know, the, the last couple of uh, economic data we've seen come out, the US jobs numbers, um, you know, the, the, the inflation data out of Europe as well as, uh, uh, you know, the European PMI numbers and the, and, and, and the European retail sales numbers may show that maybe all is not well in the developed markets. And, uh, you know, the, the markets took this in conjunction with obviously the jobs numbers. This was thought to be good news because, you know, it's uh, obviously a sign that quantitative easing is likely to continue and that the European Central Bank could possibly add more stimulus to the system in the form of quantitative easing. So they're already adding around $80 billion uh, uh, a month uh, or, so, or $65 billion Euros a month into, in, in, into the markets. And, uh, you know, the, the Mario Draghi has pledged to keep uh, monetary conditions exceptionally loose and to do whatever it takes to see the, um, the European economy recover. So, you know, a number that uh, the markets will be reading as, uh, you know, increased dovishness from the European Central Bank. And, in fact, we see the ECB made a, a, lead, a meeting later this week, and uh, that's probably what we're going to see coming out of that statement as well. So, for now, more uh, the proverbial punch bowl remains uh, in, in, in markets, and uh, loose monetary conditions from the European Central Bank is, li- is likely to keep the world awash with liquidity, um, and on the back of that risk, assets seem to be enjoying a bit of a rally. And then for all the ice cream lovers like myself, Nadir, this is an interesting story. Uh, Nestle, which is, by the way, the uh, the world's biggest food company, they in advance talks with R&R Ice Cream. And this is to create a joint venture to run most of its ice cream business outside of North America. That's, that's right, Sakina. So essentially what we're seeing here, you know, is that uh, Nestle has been going through a difficult time in the last couple of years, um, you know, to grow their earnings. So especially in their confectionery business, uh, you know, they, they, they face uh, exceptionally high concentration risk from KitKat, which accounts about, for about 40% of its confectionery sales. And, uh, you know, the, the, the chocolate market globally um, has been growing at a very, very slow rate. I mean, the, the, the regular chocolate market we're talking about uh, 4% or 4 to 5% growth rate a year and margins are obviously uh, very, very tight because uh, of how competitive that market is. So, uh, you know, that Nestle have been battling to, to generate uh, uh, strong earnings growth over the last uh, uh, couple of years or couple of quarters and, you know, the, the very strong Swiss franc really hasn't helped, you know, that, that, that that's obviously been a dampen on the earnings as well. So, uh, one way to, to grow earnings of a, of a massive behemoth like Nestle, as you mentioned, the largest food group in the world, 
Um, the fastest way to grow earnings is uh, through mergers and acquisitions, um, you know, and that's what we're seeing happening with the ice cream business outside of the outside of the U.S. And uh, it's really an attempt to add to the top line number of Nestle sales. And uh, you know, with Nestle obviously trading at a premium uh, kind of rating on a price-to-earnings basis, um, and that's because of uh, you know it's 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 quality nature and the amount of inflows we've seen into that stock, uh, you know, ever since the end of the global financial crisis. Now, the problem that that business is facing is that, uh, you know, the management team is well aware that in an environment where uh, investors are highly cognizant of trading multiples because global monetary policy, particularly in the U.S., is reversing, um, you know, the the market is going to become very cognizant of trading multiples. And as a result of that, they've got to deliver earnings growth to unwind that uh, that, uh, earnings multiple. And the only way to do that for the time being is through mergers and acquisitions to add to that top line, and uh, we see them. We see it happening um, in their ch- in, in, in their chocolate business as well. You know, moving into the premium chocolate market through uh, a, a joint venture with Kayla. Um, you know, and, and, and the market there, the growth rates seem a bit more attractive than the regular chocolate markets, with uh, a growth rate of about 10% a year. Um, obviously, the price of premium chocolate is much higher than regular chocolate, about 50% higher. So the margins are much, much better, which means that, uh, you know, Nestle is really working on uh, continuing to generate that really good uh, return on equity, the really high cash flow, which is what investors have loved about the stock um, and, and been able to maintain. Uh, number one, it's dividend yield, and number one, it's very strong cash flow position through moving into increased margin and higher growth businesses. So, interesting move from then. It's obviously a market that has been a lot more successful, um, you know, if one looks at models of like the equivalent of like Lint. So, yeah, Nestle basically trying to add to their cash flow and their earnings to moderate their earnings multiple. Oh, thank you so much, Nadir Token. AM Live on SAFM. SAFM, where the day's biggest current affairs stories come to life.